everyone welcome back to the entry level podcast where we talk about entry level experiences in many forms careers relationships business side hustles money travel which we're going to get into today and more because we believe if you're always learning and growing then you will always be entry level at something i'm sarah dudley and i'm here with my co-host Lindsay bernard and today we're going to talk a little bit more about travel we've talked about travel in the past but today we're taking a really specific angle on it which is When you're traveling a lot, so for example, I've been traveling by the end of next week, I'll have been on the road 40 days so far this year. What do you do to kind of stay on top of your health, your fitness, and just overall like keeping yourself sane when you're on the road a lot, traveling a lot? So we're going to get to dig into that a little bit. Lindsay, what do you, how much do you travel, first of all, and what are some of the kind of go-to things, whether it's stuff you bring, what you look for in a hotel, if you're booking a room, what are, what are some of your yeah. just go-to things? Okay, so I travel, I travel a lot, and by a lot I mean probably from when I was, since the age of 24 until I'm 30 now, so the last six years, I would honestly say I traveled on average, about 60 to 70% of my time. And the reason for that was when I was living in California, I covered accounts in Las Vegas. I covered accounts in Sacramento. I covered accounts in Nevada, uh, Reno, Nevada. So that was driving distance. But between the car going to meetings, spending a lot of windshield time, as we call it in the sales world, or even having to go to airports and travel and then be visiting customers. I, my whole job was basically on the road. And then when I moved back here, my job also, I had accounts that were in New England, but they had offices in Denver and Arizona and New York City and Chicago and Austin. So you na- Dallas was a big one I had to go to a lot. So you name it, I was traveling. I, I spent numerous 4th of July's doing work. Um, in upstate New York and things like that. So that's a little background on kind of my life. I've shared I'm an account executive, so I travel from customer to customer. So, you know, I'll take it from the approach of it gets, it gets taxing and and twofold. One, even if you're just traveling two to five hours in the car, several, you know, once a week or several times a week. And then, you know, second fold is when you're actually going through airports And not only that, it's the travel time, but it's also when you get there and like you mentioned, the hotels and the events you're going to and the customer dinner. So your routine that you normally had is out of whack. So the first thing that, you know, really helps me when I'm traveling is kind of understanding what else do I have to accomplish while I'm traveling. So what I mean by that is when I'm in the car for a long time, I would make a list of all of the calls I could make while I was in the car. So that I made sure that I was being productive because a lot of times you kind of end up listening to podcasts or you end up listening to the radio and calling your friends because you don't talk to them that often. But there's really a lot of time that you could be catching up on work, making work calls. So productivity, I found sometimes when you're traveling was hard, was hard for me. So I made sure that I was really regimented in what I was doing. And to make that comparison to a flight, to being in an airport, 
I always made sure that if I had work to do that I could either have Wi-Fi on the flight, I thought about that ahead, or I would have the work pulled out for me so that I knew what I was working on, whether it was a presentation or, you know, something like that so that I could be productive. So I'll pause there if you wanted to add something about that. Yeah, no, definitely all good points. I think when I think of traveling, whether it's for vacation or for work, I'm a huge plan ahead person. So for me, my best experiences with traveling are when I'm most prepared for everything. So I like to travel only out of a carry-on. So that's my, yeah, that's that's my first challenge usually because sometimes, and especially this year, I'm traveling up to 10 to 12 days at a time. Mm-hmm. And so to get everything that I need into just a carry-on because I just truly hate the stress in the process of checking a bag, I want my, my travel time to be as stress-free as possible. And so for me, that's bringing a carry-on. Mm-hmm. And so I have to plan ahead of time. What do I actually need? Apparently, I don't need seven bathing suits for a four-day trip to Jamaica. I learned that <laughs> I learned that this year. Because <laughs> we ended up wearing one or two. <laughs> right. And so it gets refined over time. But I would say for me, big on planning ahead when, when it comes to not just what I'm packing, but also like you said, how to be most productive. So I'll make sure I have books downloaded to my Kindle ahead of time. I'll make sure that I can get Wi-Fi on my flight or download the things that I need to be working on ahead of time so that I don't get on the flight and don't have Wi-Fi and then I can't do anything. I'm a big, I like to stay as consistent as I can with like, health and fitness and all of that when I'm traveling. So I'm not neurotic about it. Like you traveled with me enough to know that I will absolutely indulge as much as I can with food and drink and all that. But at the same time, I'm very much about balance kind of across my life entirely. And so when I'm traveling, I don't use that necessarily as an excuse to just go crazy. I will absolutely indulge, but I also will pack snacks. Like I'll bring like nuts and protein bars and I get pulled through from security every single time because I bring protein powder and yeah. they always assume it's drugs. Apparently I, I, or, look, I or something like that. I, I look yeah. suspicious enough where I get pulled every single time, but it's worth it to me to get there a little bit early knowing I'm going to get pulled through security to have those things when I'm traveling because it just makes me feel a little bit better when you're drinking a lot. If you're at work events, like you're just constantly on the go. Sometimes the only thing you can grab to eat is some slider they have out. Yes. Like some snack that they've got at your conference event. Sometimes you're lucky and they've got great food. I was at an event last week and we actually had really great food the whole week, but sometimes you're not. And you're, I was at an event in November and the whole menu was basically vegetarian the entire week, which that's great. I love my vegetables, but I tend to lead my meals with protein. And so having very few protein options just made me very cranky throughout the week. So when it comes to traveling for me, definitely planning ahead, packing things that I know are going to make my life easier and more balanced throughout my trip. And also when it comes to like the fitness piece, I, and I get made fun of whether it's work friends or whether whether it's work friends or friend friends, I get made fun of because I always find time to go to the gym when I'm traveling. Like I'll get up early and I am not a morning workout person. I will get up early to get to the gym because it makes the difference for me between feeling like crap the entire time and feeling at least good for the portion of the morning where I've taken the time. So yeah, those are some of my big ones. And speaking from like the friend side of that, what she just said, I've made fun of her, but mostly because I'm jealous that she's actually going and doing it. 
so it's <laughs> nothing too serious. But no, I think you made a lot of good points. And I think for me, with you know, we have a lot of listeners who are just graduating and getting into the workforce. And a lot of people, when you're younger in your careers, you do get jobs that require a lot of travel or even to get those promotions and things you have to move or cover territories that you have to fly to every other week and things like that. So I'll, I'll share a kind of a backlash story that I had from that. When I was go when I was out West on top of having that broad of a territory, you know, you also are entertaining customers. So you're expensing dinners and trying all these foods and you can get whatever you want. And so your eating habits kind of go out the window. And my friends and I, when we all became field reps, field account executives, we used to joke and say it was the field rep 15, but you really could have probably said 20 because you're just, when you go from having to not pay for specific meals all the time, you indulge more. So that was number one. And when you go travel three, five nights a week, sometimes you're entertaining. It might be an event one night. It might be you're out with your engineers, like going over accounts and you're having drinks. You might be out for two customer dinners where the wine's flowing. That may turn into taking the customers out that night. And you get on the weekends. And if you're me during that time period in my life, I was usually flying back east or flying somewhere else to go to weddings. So then, or bachelorette parties or birthday parties or engagement parties or whatever. And so the indulgence continues. So that was one lesson I did not learn when I was younger was that like, you have to be aware of everything you're almost doing if you're traveling for work and then you're traveling for leisure, especially if they're at the same time. And, and I can echo that I, I kind that really got me out of my routine. Like I graduated like super in shape. It was like the most in shape I ever was in my life. And then I slowly watched it decline to the point where I kind of woke up and I was like, whoa, I've turned into like a really unhealthy person. And it kind of scared me a little bit. And I realized a lot of it was because of the airports and the drinking and the just not paying attention to detail while we were some of the things you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's important that that ability to kind of balance your the work travel life with your your actual social life. And I think one thing that I try to do when I am traveling for an extended period of time, like anything over really four days is I make sure I bake in days where I don't do anything. I don't drink. I make sure that that day I get to the gym and I make sure I'm more more mindful of what I'm eating that day. And I'll do that like every third or fourth day when I'm traveling because it's almost like a reset for your body and your mind. You Sometimes it's out of necessity because you're so hungover and you're just like, I will actually die if I consume a drink today. Yeah. <laughs> but, but sometimes it's just for me, it's if I'm going for the long haul. And, and this year I think is actually randomly, I've just had, I'm about to hit my third week where I'm going to have almost 10 days straight being gone. And rarely is it that long for me. I think it's usually four or five days and then I'm back. But I've been doing a lot of weekend add-ons to work trips. Just why not? Why not? (laughs) And, And we can actually talk about that in a minute. But because it's such a long haul, I purposefully bake in days where I take it much, much easier than the other days. And sometimes it's like people are like, oh, you're going to bed early or whatever. And honestly, no one's going to remember if you went to bed at eight o'clock or midnight on one night of your trip. So if you feel pressure that you have to go out every night you're on a work trip or every time you're out doing something, 
than when these dogs going nuts right now. Yeah, so I, just a quick, quick ride. I don't know if we've had done an episode on this, but I did get a dog and he's running around. So if you hear that, it's him. <laughs> he's just excited about yeah. that Lindsay's home from traveling. Yeah, seriously. So we could talk about managing pets while traveling. Yeah, seriously. Have you had to deal with that yet? <laughs> yeah, no, um, I haven't yet, but I will next week. But I wanted to really uh, focus on something that you, I wanted to focus on something that you said. I want to talk about the events because these events, I'm sure I remember when, when you're in college and you see these like big events and cities and things, you're like, Oh, I can't wait to go to them. And I was the same way. And Sarah's in product marketing and I'm in actual sales, but everyone goes to these type of events because your customers go. And usually when you're in corporate America or any, you know, I mean, by the way, any industry has these type of events and networking events and things like that. What I struggled with when I was younger was you get invited to these events, they're open bar, but you're still like building your career. So I just like, I have to like take a minute Yes. and my friends will kill me if I don't like my old coworkers and my friends will kill me if I don't bring this up. But a harsh reality lesson we learned was that people do judge you at these events. You know what I mean? So it's like, no matter if you're working all day, like one specific one that my industry has is RSA conference. It's in San Francisco. I lived there, all the coworkers from the East Coast go. And so it's kind of almost a reunion, even though you're there working. And when you're a little younger, you may like act kind of like you're at a bar with your friends in Boston Mm -hmm. when really, you know, an executive, the CEO of your company can be right there. And so I just think the older Lindsay would tell the younger Lindsay, even though we kept it in control to maybe watch that a little more. And I know some of Sarah and I's friends, (laughs) we still talk about this. So I just think it's something to always keep in mind. And I, I'm just going to share a quick story. There was one event that we went to and a good friend of mine, he was visiting from the East Coast and he got asked to go work this event. And so we were so excited to see each other. And we both had the same mentor who was a director in the company. And he found us probably at 4 p.m. on the night of the big party event. And he, he goes, I don't want to see you guys like face down later. So like, I want to look at you guys when you guys get there at 8 or 9 p.m. and be coherent and we were like okay we promise and then we ended up not going because we realized that we had to see him and we were like okay if we don't feel comfortable if he's gonna like to go see him then we clearly shouldn't be going to this event so some of that really kind of helped us because just when you're younger if you think about that like before you go into something Think about if you had to see the person who was going to hire you for your next job, would you want them to see you like that? And if it's a no, if you would be embarrassed to go see someone you respect and talk to them and and ask them for a job, just, this is a total hypothetical, don't go into the event. So that's just my friendly advice. And that always stuck with us. And we still talk about it. Like, and we still live by it too. Sometimes you're like, oh, should I go? Eh, Well, the, the not going is like Sarah said is always better. Yes, absolutely. I will echo this. I'm so glad you brought this up because, (laughs) oh my gosh, one way to keep your mental and physical sanity is to not get too drunk at a work event. Um, I speak from experience. I won't say when. We all all do. We all do, right? I won't say, yeah, I won't say when and where. It's happened to me probably, I'd say a defining two times in my, in my career so far that I still look back and shake my head and, and just, yeah, don't, don't do it if you, if you can help it. It's not, not pretty. It's not cool. It's just not good. So I will say the ways to avoid that. And I'm, I'm hypersensitive to it after it happening to me. There are, and there are repercussions. Not, I mean, I, that was an, I was in a situation one time where 
I saw somebody else get way, way too drunk, say really bad, inappropriate things, and ultimately ended up losing his job because of it. And he was kind of high up on the food chain. So it will affect you at any level of your career. And getting a handle on it early on is better than not, I would say you know, ways to kind of be mindful of and it. the bars are open, guys. Like, they're yeah. usually open bars. You're going yeah, to go to events, and it's going to be open bar, and so you have to... Be aware. You have to be aware, and you have to stop yourself or have someone who's willing to help you stop yourself because it can quickly escalate, and there's always there's always someone. Every single event, you, you just hope that it's not you. And so, yeah, just think about what you're consuming. For me, I because I know that liquor and stuff like that hits me faster and harder, I tend to stick to beer or maybe wine at events, but never, never do I touch liquor when I'm at a work event because it's just dangerous. Like, and I don't want that. Like you said, people are going to judge you and people will remember those times where you took it too far and you want those to be as few and far between as humanly possible. So absolutely love that point. That's a good one. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say when we were talking about the events and eating and entertaining and things like that. So we're going to, we're going to do an episode in the future on different types of diets and things like that, like tricks. And we bring it up quite often. But one thing that really helps me with events is there, um, I actually do intermittent fasting and I started that almost a year ago, but it really helps me when I'm on work trips because you're, you're only eating in a certain window. And so if you're used, if you know, the week before you, I go on a work trip, I'll definitely make sure I, I kind of do the fast within that time zone I'm going to. And then when my body's used to it, it's like I'm on that schedule already for the next week. So I'm not, cause I always travel with different time zones. So I'm always kind of messed up. And then it's like, Oh, you have to sit in a conference room all day or you have to go to the floor all day. But if I, when I do intermittent fasting and I'm like, okay, I'm only going to eat between 12 and eight, regardless of the time zone and get my body prepared for it. It's like, it takes out that first meal that I'm worried about grabbing bacon, egg and cheese at a quick, you know, if we're in Vegas, for instance, like a bacon, egg and cheese at whatever food courts around in the casino or something like that. It helps me kind of stay regimented to get to usually the first meal that they serve at the events, which usually has chicken or protein or, mm-hmm. you know, something that is of substance. So that real, that kind of stick, like following that help, has helped me stay on track more when I'm traveling because I used to really struggle with it. Yeah. And that might not work for everyone. Like some people can't do intermittent fasting because you have to eat in the morning and that's fine. But if you have those tricks that you can try to help you get through and keep more of a schedule, I think from eating and just making sure you kind of keep your body on the same routine, it's really helpful. Yeah, no, I definitely echo that. I I don't do intermittent fasting, but and I don't even. I mean, I used to do the macro counting pretty closely, but even that, I'm. I guess I do more of what it's called intuitive eating now. Yeah. But but what some of the tricks that I use are like I'll actually when I get to my hotel, I will check and see if there's a little mini fridge, and if there is, I will go to CVS and I will stock up on some stuff. Like, and I'll actually Google to see if there's a CVS nearby or a Whole Foods or something where yeah. I can get just some. Just some like staples, like some Greek yogurt, some cheese sticks, some kind of protein, maybe some protein shakes, something where I have like a quick fix if I need something as a snack or something. So I don't have to eat like a bunch of junk if I don't, if I don't want to, I don't have to order pizza or whatever 
is on the menu. So I try to use some of those tips. I mentioned before that I bring snacks. I'll bring like nuts and protein bars in those tuna packs. I swear to God, those little like self-serve one pack tuna packs, they are a blessing <laughs> in disguise. <laughs> and if you are on a really strict like fitness or diet routine and you do, there was a time where I had to go to Vegas for work and I was prepping for a fitness competition. I was like, I am screwed. Like there's no way I'm gonna be able to stay on track in Vegas for five days and hit my routine and not go crazy. And I did it because I just, I led my meals, I say lead with protein. Like I, my meals were based around something with like high protein value and then a little bit of some of the indulgences around it. And I try to do that most times when I'm traveling, whether it's for work or for fun, because I personally don't like feeling super lethargic when I'm traveling. I yeah. don't like feeling like by day three, like I'm bloated and disgusting, especially if it's like a tropical vacation. No, I out. was just going to say, it does, it does. I feel the same way if it's work or even, like even in Jamaica, like our yeah. friends would comment to me like, you're not really eating that much. And I'm like, I just don't want to feel like crap. You know, like I just, yeah. I don't, yeah. So totally, it's the same. A couple other things I just wanted to point out before we kind of wrap this this first segment here is that I am the queen of the same day meeting flights, meaning like if I had a meeting in New Jersey or New York or upstate New York, I'll take that 6 a.m. flight, land and run to a meeting. So some things I've learned with that is make sure you really do have enough time and you're not cutting it close because you just never know when you're going to get delayed. San Francisco, when the fog, when the wind blew the wrong way, like you were, you were grounded. When even coming out of Logan with the weather, it's always, you guys know, I don't I mean, we don't have to beat this point down, but just... Make sure you have significant time between your meeting to get your rental car. Make sure you're prepped if you have to pick someone out. So timing is key. That's something that I've learned really helps is just making sure that your day is spaced out. And also, I think when you're traveling, which I've gotten better at as I've gotten older, is just making sure that if there are other things, having your schedule set for what you're doing there is important. But if there's other times that you have to get things done, if you schedule those in your calendar too, you'll make sure you're not falling behind on the other things you need to do. So I had to learn that really, you know, at a really early stage in my career, because I'd be like, you know, I'd have three meetings in one day and I'd be traveling and then I take the customer out and I'd come home at 10 PM and I'd be like, Oh my God, I still have all this work to do. And then I was up all night and I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't adequately prepared for the next day. So I found that when I scheduled time, even if it was a half hour, and I said, I'm going to update emails, I'm going to call people back, I'm going to do these three things, these three quotes, or whatever else I had to do, I found that I found the trip was much more productive than just focusing on what I was doing and getting other things left behind. Yeah, I think people tend to underestimate how much work trips consume your entire life when you're there. For, For me, for example... A lot of my team is based in Boston, but there's a massive part of our extended broader team that is not in Boston. So it's like when you're all at an event somewhere and you're all together for the first time, maybe this year, maybe in a few months, everyone's just so excited to see each other and and you're spending time with people you don't get to see on a daily basis. So it's so easy to get roped into all of these different Mm -hmm. activities. It's so easy to get pulled into things to take away from the actual work you're there to do. And so it's definitely finding that balance between the social activities and the actual work you need to do. I'm actually the opposite of you in that I always bake in buffer time when I travel. Like I will go a full day ahead of time just A, because I kind of just like to get acclimated to the city I'm in and like just do a few fun things in the city that I'm in, especially if I haven't been there before. And B, because I hate, 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 hate the stress of like, 
am I going to get there on time? Am I going to make <laughs> yeah. it? Like that gives me, I'm not a super anxious person by any stretch, but that stuff makes me so anxious. And I, I try to avoid it at all costs by getting there as early as it makes sense. Wait, there's one story you just reminded me of. I think it'd be a good one to end on this segment. It was a few years ago and I was covering an account in New York city and Sarah, I think you were in New York city, but you were living in Austin, I think. Or, yeah. And, and so I hadn't seen Sarah in a while and we had a, a good friend who lived in New York city. So we're here for work and then we all were like, let's go out to dinner. Yep. And so we go to a dinner out in the city with our friends, like not work related. And we're out till like 1am and like at this roof bar. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like we see, you know, like, I'm yeah. like, like, is this karaoke was involved? Yeah. Kar- like, I'm like, is this like the next day we're all kind of texting? Like, was that really necessary? I'm going to see you in like a week. You know, like yeah. we all had, we had things planned. Like our friends had weddings coming up. So we were going to see each other and we just, you know, things like that are fun, but probably could be avoided. So I just thought yes. that story was funny. Agree that I do remember that specific example, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. So this was a good one and we want to hear what you guys think and everything. If you guys, there goes Abe again. Um, we want to hear what you guys think. If you have any thoughts, feedback, um, any, anything that you learned from this episode, let us know. But um, we wanted to kind of bring back our second segment of something fun and so I, I will be honest, I am having, we, I think we did an episode actually on kind of getting spring fever and spring cleaning, but you know, now we're getting closer to summer and I think everyone's getting that, you know, the country music, the wagon wheels coming back on and everyone's getting really excited for summer, figuring out their plans for the 4th of July and things like that. So we thought um, for our, la- our second segment, you know, a good topic would be just summer activities we're looking forward to just, you know, Sarah, like what, yeah. what do you really want to get out of? The summer, what are you looking forward to and who do you yeah. want to see and all that good stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, I love, love, love the summers in New England. And one of my favorite things about summer is going up to Vermont for a week or so, usually. I think this summer I'm probably going to be spending a little more time yeah. up there because I'm going to be kind of in between apartments for part of the summer. And so I'm going to take advantage of that and crash up with my family for a little bit for, you know, I have to be in the city for work and whatnot, but... Um, definitely looking forward to spending a little more time in Vermont. Love that. I don't know. I just, I just love summer days. I just am really amped for the longer days, even now where it's like light out till 8 PM. It's, it's awesome. And so looking forward to that. Got to get in some country concerts, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, some travels coming up. So I don't know. I'm just looking forward to it. I just, I love being in a place where you know, your skin, your face doesn't hurt when you go outside. So. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think I'm really looking forward to, so as we've talked about, I did get a dog named Abe and I moved into a new condo um, in January, or end of December. And I'm just starting, I just got my grill for the, for the back deck and I'm getting the patio furniture and I'm really looking forward to having my friends over and a couple of my friends just got puppies as well. So we've been joking, kind of having like Sunday puppy barbecues, but just more like kidding around. So I'm really excited for that. And just, I love just sitting outside in nice weather, having a glass of rosé, really type of beverage and just hanging out. And I also really love, I love this summer. I love the summer foods. Um, meaning like I love oysters and kind of, I love oysters. I love sushi and like tuna crudo and things like that. So I just, I love sitting out by the water and just getting some oysters and just chilling and talking and having business meetings outside. It's just, I I really enjoy it. And last but not least, I'm obviously going to be in Vermont as well because our friend's having a baby and she's coming for the whole month of August to visit her family. So I'm excited to see the baby as well as 
spend some time in Vermont because the summer's up there are usually pretty fun. So I'll, love, love it. We'll have to record a couple from Vermont. <laughs> we will, indeed. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for listening. We really want to hear from you. Yes, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Entry Level Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs>